WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. know when Lev Bell is going to show up, nor can, be sure, nor can we be sure what's going to happen when he finally does show up. Consider the case of Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio, the NBA. Kawhi played just nine games all season for the Spurs. He had a quad injury. The Spurs team doctor said he was okay to play. Kawhi's doctor said he was not. Kawhi basically refused to play, but he got paid anyway burned off a year of his deal, and forced to trade. It's very easy to imagine Le'Veon Bell doing the same thing. Showing up, practicing and playing minimally, then coming up with some sort of inexact injury that's diagnosed and backed by Bell's own doctors, and then Bell doesn't play. Bell doesn't strike me as very honest. I think he sees all the angles. Bell sees himself as being cheated in this whole scenario. So I don't think he's going to let his moral compass or anybody else's get in the way when it comes to resolving this thing. Kawhi did it. Why can't I? That would very likely be Bell's attitude. The situation isn't good. And it won't end good either. And you gotta believe me Barry's Wear Boots brought to you by 84 Lumber Helping you build the right way since 1956 uh, One thing should be made clear Lev Bell doesn't care about winning a Super Bowl He's about the money and himself I think that's always been clear He has two pot suspensions And it is whispered that he refuses to play through injuries I think there was a result, uh, excuse me, I think there was an element of that in the AFC Championship game against New England in 2017. Bell injured his groin and wouldn't play hurt because he didn't want to exacerbate his injury before free agency. And then the Steelers franchised him anyway. Uh, But Bell not caring about winning a Super Bowl doesn't mean that not showing up now is wrong. It's symptomatic, maybe, but it's not wrong. Somebody tweeted that Bell didn't get his contract because of his two drug suspensions. That's fake news. The Steelers offered Bell $70 million over five years. That offer doesn't go up even $1 if Bell had never been suspended. Here's David DeCastro and Bell. This gets better and better. We all thought he'd be here today. He makes us all kind of look stupid a little bit. Unquote. No, David, you made yourselves look stupid when you talked out your ass about when Bell would arrive when you had no idea. Here's more Ramon Foster. He's making seven times what I make, twice as much as Al Villanueva is making, and we're the guys who do it for him, unquote. Well, Ramon, and I hate to make Ramon a villain, but he's talking stupid. Ramon, the reason he makes seven times what you make is because he's seven times as valuable. If you got hurt and were out for the season, B.J. Finney would plug in and nobody would know the difference. You're going to see a difference when Connor plays 
and not Le'Veon Bell. Foster, he just keeps talking. He scoffs at Bell's agent saying his client is worried about wear and tear on his body. Quote, Ponce has a knee, Al has this, Dave has that. So many guys have sacrificed for this game because it's the ultimate team sport. It's 11 guys doing one job, and that's win, unquote. Well, really, Ramon, it depends on the 11 guys, I think. For example, in Cleveland, they use 11 guys, too, and they never win. In fact, I think they could use 12 or 13, and they probably still wouldn't win many games. And if it's the ultimate team sport, if it indeed is 11 guys doing one job, then everybody should make the same. Right? Just like Lennon read a book on Marx. What the hell? I mean, if it's a, you know, it's not, it is a team game, but Lev Bell means more than Ramon Foster. Sorry, but he does. This, all this raw, raw win one for the Gipper stuff, we're all in this together. Give me a break. Give me a break. Guys get offered more money somewhere else, they leave and go there. And Lev Bell would have done that already if the CBA didn't put him in servitude. Boy, I hate making Ramon Foster sound like a jerk. Same with Ponzi. I see where they're coming from. I respect those guys. I think the stuff they're saying is out of line. The Castro I've always thought was kind of a jerk. Let's go to Grant on 79. Grant, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M, it's Grant here. Hey, you know, it would be nice to hear these guys backing James Conner rather than, uh, you know, sobbing about Lev Bell. And... You know, one other thing that, that's a good point, Grant. I think they're overreacting. I think yeah. they may mean what they say. I think a lot of what they say may have validity. I think they look foolish and weak and vulnerable in saying it. Agreed. And why is it not in hockey, you know, you don't want to lose a player for nothing, i.e., you know, the, the Maple Leafs uh, with John Tavares and the New York Islanders. Why is that not adopted in football as much. Um, oh, it is. It is. Like you hear Tomlin say all the time, next man up. Except in the case of Le'Veon Bell against because his entire team is ignoring that philosophy and crying like a bunch of second graders. No, you know what they're, you know what they're crying like? They're crying like a girl who got no-showed for the prom. Like Minnie Driver in Gross Point Blank. Well, you know what? I mean, did anybody out there... Are there any girls out there who got no-showed by their date for the prom? I would talk to you about that. I think that's interesting. That has to scar you for life, correct? Let's go to Chris in Brookline. Chris, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Mark? I'm well. <laughs> hey, so I hear what you're saying about the uh, the whole the team being concerned with him being there and then they should just kind of move on without him. I get that too. Well, I didn't say that. I just don't think they should sell it as much as they are. Agreed. But at the same time, I think their frustration, they deserve to be a little frustrated because of what he did. I don't disagree with that. But what did he do? The way that he went about it. How did he go about it? How should he have gone about it? He should have gone. If he was going to do this, then he should have let his team know that this was his goal. Why? I think that his teammates feel a little bit blindsided by the fact why? That he ended up doing what he's doing now. Oh, I disagree. He's not under contract. He's not an employee. He's certainly not employed by his teammates. He's not employed by his teammates. But what you said, and what I'm see, now we're into the, the whole professional sports. Because you get paid, 
you're no longer it, it no longer matters that you're part of a team and that you're all individuals. But I disagree with that because I think it's a wrong message to send to uh, to everybody else that's playing these sports. I don't think they care through, about that. Through, through middle school, through high school, we tell them it's a team game. You show up to practice. Oh, c- coach, coach, give it a rest. You, you sound like you sound like you're in junior high coaching the I'm, lacrosse I'm saying, team. But what I'm saying is. You have to see where his teammates are coming from. And yeah, I think he does see, and I don't think he cares. Right. Don't forget, exactly. so these guys will good. not be his teammates next year. And if Ramon Foster had ever been the commodity Le'Veon Bell is, I'd like to see how he would have handled it. And the same goes for Marquise Ponzi, who is very near that. I just think that your point is that it, it continues to enable these young athletes who are immature uh, as it is. What young athletes? You mean like the kids in high school? No, like Le'Veon Bell. Like young, immature athletes. Le'Veon Bell, let's put it in perspective. He's 25 years old or whatever. The dude's still immature. I think... Oh, no, 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 no. Again, I'm not... I'm not, you know... I support Le'Veon Bell's right to do this. I wouldn't have done it. I think he should have come to, 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 to report and get that money, and I would have signed the long-term deal, too. But he didn't, as is his right. He's going to sit out till week 12, it looks like, as is his right. He's a victim of the system as much as he is an affront to his teammates. Maybe more so. Maybe more so. Let's take one more quickie because Tim Benz is going to join us fresh out of the Steeler locker room, and I cannot wait. Let's go to uh, Patience in Green Tree. Patience, what's up? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. Hey, uh, I just think three factors uh, figured into him holding out longer this year. Um, after last year, he said he was going to uh, hold out. He felt slighted. The bigger contracts being signed around the league in the past two weeks. And also, I think being misquoted by his teammates, uh, I mean, you got to look at it like that. If you work somewhere, you got to look at it as a business decision with him. And, uh, you know, he's doing what's best for him. And then you have your coworkers talking behind your back. I'd feel a little bit even more upset. Like, I'll show them. You know, I could hold out to like... I, I don't think that's a factor at all. I appreciate... Thank you for the call, Patience. I think that this is about protecting his body for free agency. Period. I think no factor goes into this beyond that. By the way, a, uh, a, a quote from Le'Veon Bell from January that uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN dug up, it becomes pretty significant in light of what's going on as we speak. Le'Veon Bell said, if I'm not going to be paid what I think I'm worth, I don't want no 400 touches. Well, he obviously feels he's not getting paid what he's worth, and he appears to be declining the 400 touches. Tim Ben's up next. He is going to bring the anger. 105.9 to X. Horrible. He is... TX at 105.9. Joining us now, from right outside the Rooney Sports Complex on the south side, which has done everything but burst into flames, fresh out the Steeler locker room, it is Tim Benz. Tim, uh, it, it appears emotions are running high. The Steelers are not only angry, dare I say they seem rattled. Mark, it might still go up in flames. I left to talk to you. Marquise Pouncey may not be done talking yet. The only thing more reliable than Steeler chaos is Marquise Pouncey with money quotes about it. It was James Harrison last year, and now it's Le'Veon Bell this year. 
And even the uh, steady-handed Ramon Foster, the player rep, seemed to be beside himself over this as well. I've never seen a guy so torn in my life between his player rep role, which is generally speaking, go get whatever you can get, and at the same time, a guy who feels kind of left out to dry like a lot of his other teammates in how Bell and his agent have handled this. Well, do you feel like the Steeler players have a right to tell Bell how to manage this situation or his career? As I just tweeted, I understand their frustration, but I think they need to mind their own business when it comes to telling them what to do. I I, I think the best way to answer that, Mark, is no, I don't, in the sense that he's following the rules. I brought that up to Foster, and he said, well, we voted against the CBA. But unfortunately, they were the only team that did that. That doesn't recuse then Bell from a response or or, uh, an ability to do whatever he wants. Uh, The one thing I would say to that, though, and maybe the other players would agree on this part, is if Bell had been more upfront and his agent had been more upfront, basically in saying we will not report until we have to, then the Steelers might have been more willing to trade him, do a sign-and-trade, uh, not bother franchising him, and use that $14 million elsewhere. But Bell and his agent are under no obligation to do that, are they? They aren't, just like the team wasn't under any obligation to give him an extension. Yes, there's definitely a tit-for-tat going on here. Uh, here's a scenario that just kind of popped into my mind, Tim. I don't think the Steelers should rescind the franchise tag based on revenge politics, which a lot of Yinzer Nation wants. But can you see them rescinding the franchise tag based on being uncomfortable with bringing Bell back into that locker room, which is, as of right now, very hostile toward him? Boy, I I would almost think it would make more sense to rescind the franchise tag now than it would at the 10-week mark. And I say that because at the 10-week mark, a team would then be more willing to pick him up, uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, maybe the one in New England that did it with Harrison last year, pay him just $5 million down the stretch and not have to worry about whatever they would have to pay him for an entire season to sign him. You know what I mean? I, I would think that they would be more inclined to do something like that, or even less at that point if they were to rescind the tag than $5 million per game, if you would be willing to play, to, uh, play for that. Uh, so I think if they did it now, it would almost make more sense than if they did it later. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it, though, Mark. You know, you're not going to have them either way, so you might as well not give them to somebody else in the league that could hurt you later. Tim, I agree. I think if they rescind the franchise tag, no matter when they do it, it would blow up in their face, maybe much like uh, the James Harrison situation did. Uh, this has Week 12 written all over it, doesn't it? Uh, week 11, you mean? Well, no, it would be Week 12 because uh, Week Seven's the bye week for Pittsburgh. Well, no, I'm saying like, he, he needs to do it for six weeks left. Yeah, so after 10 games, six weeks left. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is going to come to a head then, and Bell is going to be putting them in a really delicate situation. You saw the quote from Marquise Pouncey, I assume, where he said, if you're going to miss one, miss all 10 then. Uh, when I asked Ramon Foster what's going to happen, he just looked at me dumbfounded and, and gave it so one of the few times where I've seen Foster not have an answer to a question. He really didn't know how it would go. Like he said to me at that point, what if we're rolling with Connor and we're 8-2? And, and I said, yeah, what if you are? And uh, he really didn't have an answer. Yeah, they'd still need Bell. They should still want Bell because, you know, 8-2 and two in the regular season. Well, I'm tired of hearing about the Steelers and Tomlin and the success in the regular season. That said, they haven't won in the playoffs with Bell either. 
Tim, it's well, always one, just one thing on that. One thing on that, Mark. Too. Not only would they need him just because they would be behoove them to have a good player. They could be eight and two with James Conner. Have him active on the bench. James Conner could blow out his knee in the first carry of Week Eleven. Then you have Le'Veon Bell to go to, don't you? By the way, great the Castro quote. Uh, just sit out the whole year, then. Yeah, it's, this was the offensive line more or less coalescing in one in one voice in one soundbite, just coming from different guys. By the same token, I don't think any of them are qualified to evaluate this situation. Do you? Uh, that's the one thing you're right about. That that's the one thing that Pouncey put out there. He said, "Look, I've never been in this situation." Ben said something similar earlier today too, Mark. And uh, I think that their biggest gripe is. If you had this in your plans, then maybe it would have made more sense to your teammates and to the organization, and maybe even to himself, to have said something earlier, like, I am not coming. Uh, I think the, the hope was the Steelers would just pony up and give them a Todd Gurley kind of contract, and it was never going to happen. We're talking to Tim Benz of Trib Sports. He also hosts the Steelers pregame broadcast. Uh, Tim, I don't think this bodes well for Sunday at Cleveland. I know it's... Only Cleveland, and the Steelers always beat the Browns. But, you know, Vegas cut the line in half in, in light of these developments from seven to three and a half. And again, if one word describes the Steelers today, that word is rattled. Yeah, and not only are they uh, rattled by this, taken aback by this, but, you know, this offense of theirs, Mark, has to be performing on a high plane early because I think it's going to take a while for this defense to come together. They're throwing a lot of different looks out there, a lot of different packages defensively, things that they've tinkered with and experimented with in the preseason, but nothing that they have really ironed out. So for as messy as the defense looked last year at the end of the season, I would hope, I would guess that the defense is going to look better by the end of this season, but I can see it being just as messy for the first couple weeks to start the year as it was against Jacksonville. Now, you're going against the Browns offensively with Terod Taylor or Baker Mayfield, if he should get in there. They're a work in progress, too. But I would want that that offense ready to go with experienced talent to outscore its own defense when the defense has problems. Uh, should the Steelers make Connor the number one back in Bell's absence, or should they spread around the workload? No, I think they should go in with the game plan that it's going to be Connor, and then if he needs to be supplemented, be supplemented with uh, Stephen Ridley, uh, maybe a little Jalen Samuels here and there as you know that that super H back. I wouldn't even be the least bit surprised if they had uh, like a, a you know now that they've got Switzer, maybe part of the reason they were thinking to go to pick up Switzer, kind of use him in I don't know like a, a Danny Woodhead kind of role. Uh, maybe at times have him jump into the backfield and run little routes out of the backfield and get him the ball in space like they kind of do with Bell. Uh, that wouldn't stun me. So, I don't know. Um, th- these are all options, but I think the goal is to have James Conner be the guy uh, as best as he can replicate Bell, which uh, you know people want to think that it's going to be easy. I don't think it's going to be easy. Well, and what else is not going to be easy is overcoming this controversy because, Tim, until Bell reports... This gets caught in the echo chamber nonstop from now till then. It's a controversy that regenerates every day. It simply will not go away until he shows up, and probably not even then. Mark, let's look at it this way. It's already lasted, what, three times as long as the Harrison thing did? And the Harrison thing will then last, what, another uh, five weeks less 
after we get by the time we get to week ten than what it did in the first place last year. So yes, exactly. This is this is the Harrison situation magnified by a thousand. And the frustrating thing is for everybody, there's no negotiation. Nothing can be done to speed this up and or sweeten it. Bell shows up when he shows up and gets what he gets. And like I wrote in today's trip, Tim, that's another poison pill in the CBA because uh, there should be negotiation during this. Bell should still be able to negotiate a long-term deal with Pittsburgh if if the sides are amenable to talking. I think at the very least, Mark, you're going to see more player-friendly terms to the franchise tag because I think the owners, to use your phrase, have found more poison on their end of this pill than they expected so I think you'll see, at the very least, a more lenient franchise tag or maybe something uh, to the degree of what we see in the NBA, which is uh, like a Larry Bird rule, like an exception for a percentage above the cap to keep a franchise player, something to that effect. Not so much, you know, the average of what the other players make at the position, but you can pay above the cap to keep the guy, something to that degree. But I, I do not see the, the franchise tag being what it is now, surviving the next collective bargaining agreement. Well, it's totally unfair, Tim. It keeps free agency from being free, correct? Uh, yeah, exactly. There's there's a way to prevent free agency for designated players. Yes. It, you know, what, what is it, Super 2 in baseball, kind of the same thing? If you manipulate the service time? Well, yeah, but manipulate. this is different because in football, these guys are already at the very top. Oh, no, I, I got you. No, no, I, I, I got what you mean. I'm just saying that this, this is basically a way to uh, exercise the same function, which is manipulating service time and manipulating contract control. Yes. Uh, Bakari, uh, Bell's agent, cited Tomlin's predilection for overworking running backs. He really has a point, doesn't he? He does, but at the same time, he's the guy that took his client to the brink and risked a walk here. You know what I mean? Like You're right. I, I would be concerned about that, too, because that's what the Steelers do with their running backs. But like we just talked about, he knows what the franchise tag rules are. So this was going to happen. If he was that concerned about it, he was going to have the eventuality of his client leaving eight, uh, $855,000 per week on the table until the 10th game had come and gone. Or he was going to have to sign a long-term contract that maybe wasn't perfect for his guy. Failing those two eventualities, he was going to have to have his running back play in a walk year. So I have no, uh, I, I do not feel an ounce of sorrow for Adisa Bakari in this situation. Tim, uh, I think one of the dumbest things Tomlin's ever done is when he said out loud he was going to run Willie Parker till the wheels fall off. Because then Parker's wheels fell off, and that quote's out there, and you can bet that Bakari and Bell are aware of it. Yeah, and if he did regret it, he hasn't done anything in terms of evidence to show that he's learned anything from it or wants to do it differently, right? Because you, know, you got 400 touches two years in a row or close to that anyway for Le'Veon Bell. So it's not like you, and it, 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 it's, I have gotten no vibe whatsoever. Let's go back to uh, Richard Mendenhall in 2010 that he was scared off by the strategy that he employed. Tim, a couple more quotes have come through. Let me, let me read them to you to get your reaction. More from Ramon Foster. Nobody's taking this well at all. That guy comes in half the season, and he still will make more than me, so F it, right? Well, yeah, F, F, I mean, I get it, F it indeed, but, but that's because he's worth a lot more than you, Ramon. Yeah, and he's maybe it's just resenting the running back that the guy that we're making the hold for is the guy that's going to make all the money. But, yeah, he's, he's a running back, and Ramon is, is a guard, and guards are seen as more replaceable than running backs. 
the ironic part of that, Mark, is if uh, this running back that replaces him does even better, it, uh, part of the reason we're in this situation is that we found over the years that running backs are the replaceable ones, right? And, Tim, I don't read black sports online because, as you know, I am not a black man. I don't know that. But, but Robert Latow just tweeted from at Black Sports Online, and this is a very prescient quote. Listen, normally NFL players don't hate on stuff like that, but if I am Bell, that tells me what they really think of me, so he should look out for himself now. I think he already had. I think he had already made that decision. I think the quote that resonated, or the one that was said over and over and over again from Pouncey was, this is bigger than business at this point. Uh, I think that No, it's not. Guys- there are guys out there who are thinking, at some point, do you want to play or not? And now you just don't want to play. And the business has left our team with a $14 million gap that could have been spent elsewhere to help the team be better if he wasn't going to be here. Yeah, and that's too bad. Because the Steelers, like you said, had every right to let him go earlier. Uh, the Steelers as a team, yes, they did. Uh, now, if they've done that, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're the team trading for Khalil back then. Who knows, right? Or maybe they're a team that works out a trade to get Aaron Donald back here to Pittsburgh. Well, Tim, I still think that that was the big factor in this, among many, with the primary one being to dodge that workload. But I think Bell saw everybody get paid with him, and that stuck in his craw. Right. Uh, I, I noticed that when the girly signing happened, my first thought was, you know, he wasn't the one that got to set the bar, which is what he wanted to do. But then when somebody else did it for him, maybe after that ego blow died down, uh, Bell took a moment and said, actually, this might be beneficial for me and what my cause is anyway. And, and you know what, Mark? I think he's going to get his money anyway, anyhow. I don't think there's going to be a single team out there that's scared off from an attitude perspective. I don't think even injury could scare off a team at this point. Uh, he's going to get his money. Tim, as always, a pleasure. Get back in that locker room and tell them I'm ashamed of them. This is I'm their gonna... teammate they're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to walk back in and make up quotes from left just to get more stuff from Pouncey and then go back and say, oh, sorry, sorry, Marquise, I got it wrong. But if he's on the record then, then, like you said earlier, we know what they really think about him. <laughs> That's Tim Benz. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hot time, and I was wondering if you give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Some of the sound coming out of the Steeler locker room is just unbelievable. The Steelers are pissed. They are rattled about Bell no-showing. In particular, Ponce, Bell, excuse me, Bell. In particular, Ponce, DeCastro, and Foster are livid. That's the only way to describe it. When you got DeCastro saying, well, go ahead and sit out the whole season then, that qualifies as rattled, and that qualifies as livid. It's so bad, I could almost see the Steelers rescinding the franchise tag because they don't think they could put Bell back in that locker room. But that would be foolish because, like Tim Benz and I discussed, that would blow up in their faces. He'd go to New England, take the prorated money for the last five games, win a Super Bowl, and be even more valuable come free agency. This is just a stink sandwich for the Steelers. I don't think they ever thought it could turn out this bad. I think they thought it would turn out the same as last year. When Bell showed up on Labor Day, I don't think he's showing up now till week 12. It would be kind of ironic if they rescinded the tag because they couldn't put Bell in the locker room. I mean, Mike Vick was a convicted felon. They put him in the locker room. 
James Harrison beat his woman. They put him back in the locker room. But none of that meant losing games. Bell's absence from now till week 12 could mean losing games. Uh, let's play that soundbite again from Bell's agent, uh, Adisa Bakari, because it touches on one thing I just can't blame him and Bell for thinking. This is Bell's agent, Adisa Bakari, uh, on the NFL Network. What is your plan moving forward then? Because you can't work out a long-term deal. And if, if he's not going to be there for each of the 16 games this season, there, there's going to be money that's left on the table. So what is the plan moving forward for Le'Veon Bell? I'll answer that question with a question. Because you know very well uh, you know Brady and Bruce, and I'm not obviously going to discuss our plan publicly. But I'll answer the question or, att- or attempt to with a question. What would the goal, you're Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, and you possibly have a once-in-a-generation player for one more season. What would your plan be? Well, I can understand that from the team's perspective. I would no, try to, you do, how, I, I, yeah. what, would, what would you do I would use with that hypothetical much, player? I would use, use them as much as possible to make sure that we have the best possible chance of, of winning that Super Bowl. And obviously him okay. touching the football, running and catching is big, but that doesn't answer the question of what you guys are, what's your plan moving forward? Oh, I mean, I think if, you know, you can read in between those lines. Is this for the entire season, though, or just up until week 10? When we find out. I think Mike Tomlin said it best yesterday. He'll get there when he's there, and and we'll address those issues when he arrives. So so just, and and Adisa, I want to kind of sum up, because we're going to run out of time in a minute, but it sounds like you're saying in an effort to protect himself for real free agency, He's going to limit the time with the Steelers. You said, I'll ask you a question with a question. So we'll read between the lines. You joined us over the summer and said the plan was the same as last year. Do you mind me asking you what's changed, other than maybe no, that no. mindset? No, I said no. Uh, again, if memory serves me, I said Le'Veon had that as every intention to make this the best season of his career. That has not changed. That's his intention, to make this the best statistical season of his career. Well, again, you know, with all due respect, Adisa, my question to you was, will the plan be the same? And you, your response was, barring something unexceptional, yes. This is a different plan, is it not? Well, and there you go. We had something exceptional to occur. Now, since then, uh, Bakari has said, we will do what's necessary to protect his value long term. And make no mistake, Mike Tomlin would for sure give Le'Veon Bell 400 touches. Just like last year when he had 406. And that would, for sure, put Bell at risk. And that would very probably drive down Bell's price in free agency. Mike Tomlin has said a lot of dumb things, but one of the dumbest is when he said he was going to run Willie Parker until the wheels fall off. And Tomlin did, and Parker's wheels did. And when you consider that, you know what Tomlin would do to Bell, especially since it's Bell's last year with the Steelers. Once Bell signs that tender, Tomlin can do that. He can run Bell till the wheels fall off. So right now, Bell is protecting himself from that. Mike Freeman, who covers the NFL, said, I can't stress how highly unusual it is for players to publicly criticize a teammate holding out over a contract dispute. It almost never happens. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Adam Crowley, who who I like, tweeted back at Freeman, they held the line as long as possible on Monday. They're blindsided. 
with all due respect to Adam, if these Steelers were blindsided by this, then they really weren't paying attention. Because they should have seen this coming. We all should have seen this coming. Especially when Bell, who is an attention whore, went incommunicado on social media, we all should have seen this coming. Let's go to the Swabby in Dormont. Swabby, you're on with the super genius. How you doing, Mark? Good. Yeah, I, I mean, I know Bell is vilified, and I don't really blame him that much, but I put the most 99% of the blame on Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert. They should have realized this. This guy is not in it for the team, and you said it earlier. He didn't play in that Patriots game because he was worried about his value. This was totally mangled by Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, and they have no one to blame. And now they have well, to now, play what, what should the they NFL have done then? What should Tomlin and Colbert have done? They should have traded him. I think had they known how this was going to turn out, they would have traded him. And now it's too late. You, you can you can make a strong argument in that regard to be sure. I tend to think it's just more of a Mexican standoff. No guns you, no guns me. It's a Mexican standoff. Uh, yeah, I, but I, 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 I just think both sides think they're right. Yeah, but And I think both sides think they're reasonable, too. Right, but you said it. Mike Tomlin sticks his foot in his mouth too many times, and in this situation, the, the, the Willie Parker comment is just coming back to bite him bad. And, and all these things he says, empty platitudes, he has screwed this. That comment has put this in this situation, I think. Uh, for Le'Veon Bell, and and they should not be surprised. And I, I would have got rid of him and used the fourteen million somewhere else, maybe on a middle linebacker. They they wouldn't have done that either, though. It's not their way. They keep their guys, and they try to do that with Le'Veon Bell. Up next, we'll talk to Bob McLaughlin, one hundred five ninety X. The super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute, prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. This stuff keeps getting better and better, and to show that the Steelers are rattled, and I think that bodes horribly for the game against Cleveland, and I said earlier today I think Pittsburgh will win, but now I'm rethinking. They should be just saying next man up and talk about the Browns. Talk about James Conner, but they're not. Here's another quote from Ramon Foster. I'm sorry, Ramon, you're a dink for saying this. And in fact, the way Ramon Foster has responded in a time of frustration and some of the things he said today makes me wonder if he's really a good guy in the first place or if all that's contrived and this is the real Ramon Foster. Ramon Foster just said, my mom died, I went to the funeral and came to camp the next day. Al Villanueva has seen people die and has come and given his all to this team. Dude, your dead mother has nothing to do with it, and the big war hero has nothing to do with it. This is business, period. Mind yours, and let Le'Veon Bell mind his. Some of these guys went over the line with what they said today. Okay? They're only offensive linemen. They might be good offensive linemen, but they have a third the worth that Le'Veon Bell does. They can't understand money at that level. They can't understand stardom at that level. What they need to do now is shut the hell up. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, your thoughts on that quote by Ramon Foster and in general about some of the things Ponce, Foster, and DeCastro had to say. 
Well, I appreciated a lot of the stuff he had to say up until that one. That one's a bit, uh, that one's a bit, that, that, not a bit. That one's a way out there. It has nothing to do with the actual situation going on right now. You knew now. it would have to bring up the big war hero. The big war hero saw people die, so you should report and carry a football. The big war hero's blocking for you. All hail the big war hero. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, probably Ramon wants to do over on that one with the, uh, the mother and the, the war. Thing, they should so. want to do over on a lot of this stuff. Well, obviously what happened I is- understand their frustration, but you don't want to be rattled right before the opener. And and like Mike Freeman, the NFL writer said, he's never heard a team openly criticize a teammate about a contract dispute. Yeah, I'm seeing that all over the place right now from people who cover the NFL for 5, 10, 20 years, people who played in the NFL and now are analysts with it. A lot of people shocked at some of the vitriol coming out and some of the how expressive you know, the Steelers players are. And it's funny, you haven't really heard from anybody else but the offensive line. Like, they kind of got together with the room and said, you know what, we'll handle all this. Because I haven't seen one quote. Well, to be fair, those are three of the more talkative guys anyway. Yeah, but to not have any other quote, I don't see anything else from any of the other guys on the team. 50 other guys, well, 49 without Lev Well, Bell Ben being talked there. about it a bit. But that wasn't that this morning? But Ben understands, too. Ben gets the money part of it. Ben gets the stardom part of it. Right, and he was political about it. He was politically correct about it. He talked oh, about nobody's having... happy about him not being there. Nobody should be. But but you have to contain that and next man up. It, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. Next man up. They could lose to the Browns because of all this. They could lose to the Browns because they've let this rattle them badly. Oh, I see the other side of this. I see them taking it out on the Browns. I see them. In fact, I just saw this tweet. This is from Dom Kleiman, NFL reporter. Steelers O-line going to block James Conner to 300 yards rushing this week. Well, <laughs> like, like they put him on a sled. And I don't know. We'll back. see how the big war hero does against Miles Garrett. Well, uh, obviously a That's tough a test. That's a test. Yeah, big tough task. We talked about that yesterday. But I don't know. It just seems like they, as a unit, are the ones handling this, and they're going to move on from it after today. I bet the tone is a lot lot less tomorrow. Well, uh, you agree that this controversy is going to regenerate itself on a daily basis till Bell shows up, right? Oh, yeah. And even more so for a couple days after he does. Oh, yeah, especially after what's going on in the last hour or two. And you do agree that the Steelers are going to want it to not be that way as the weeks drag by and Bell's still not there, correct? Absolutely. Well, DeCastro, Ponce, and Foster did that cause no good with what they said today. Well... With the way they responded today, yeah, there's no way you can just let this sleeping dog lie tomorrow. You have to go back to it tomorrow. Because and you know who they'll blame when the time comes? The media. The media. When, when Let me tell you, this was always going to be a fire. They turned it into a raging 10-alarm dumpster fire today. Well, Mark, come on. They didn't start the fire. But that's what they said about Billy Joel? Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of froze just no, a little bit. No, you had it. <laughs> um. Do you agree that everything that's been said, it sounds like week 12? If, if anything, how does oh, 26 no, no, no. walk back into that locker no, room? No, no, no. He has to report, though, for week 12 or he doesn't burn the year of the contract. No, I totally, yeah, I understand that. I understand the math behind it. I mean, but just what's going on right now? To get to free agency, he can tolerate it. Although you're right. I don't know how he'll be received. Especially imagine if the team is like... Uh, Five and six then. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, Mark, you read some of the quotes they are already telling him. Members of that team are already saying, why just five or six take the whole season? Yeah, but that's not how it works contractually. That's not what's best for him. You're right. You're right. 
I, I understand their frustration. I do think a lot of the things said today were unfair. Some of them were. Some of them were right on the nose. Some of them were just pure emotion. Um, I think that they all feel like they've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, that they thought he was going to be there today, and they're pissed that he's not. I mean, that's, that's obvious. There's no doubting that one. Oh, this dude from Black Sports Online made another good point. He said that uh, Le'Veon Bell bought the whole offensive line watches. And then he said they should give them all back. And then he put the video of, you know, Ramon loving his new. The price tag on that watch, it said $26,000 watches. It's pretty good. Although, if you're holding out for 16, 17, 18, whatever it is, mil a year, or $60 million guaranteed, that's nothing. Now, I, I was going to say that they might, re- well, I did say that they might consider rescinding the franchise tag because they don't want to put him back in the locker room. But they can't do that. It would blow up in their face just like the Harrison thing did. Uh, they're, they're in a tight spot. I mean, both sides are in a tight... Here's the thing, Mark. It's, it's such a bizarre argument because both sides of this have a legit argument. Steeler players right now responding the way they are, they have a right to be pissed. They think that they were led down an alley and then just turned around. Lev Bell's camp, they think that they are actually doing the right thing by you know doing what's best for their client by making as much money as they can next year by keeping him fresh for next year there are truisms on both sides of this and now it's just gotten ugly Jason Luckenfora another longtime football writer tweeted I've never seen a group of players this enraged over a teammate's contract holdout it's not like Bell is getting paid to stay away he's walking away from his own paycheck if I'm a Steelers coach I'm nervous poor way to start a season Players usually stay out of teammates' money. That's right on the right on the money. Absolutely, super interesting to see how Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert are going to handle this. Um, and once they do handle it, some of it will leak out. We may never know how they calm the waters if they are able to. But boy, they they've got an inferno down there right now. And I want to hear from some other players other than the three speaking out from the O line. This is so great. Oh, these this is a golden era, golden years. Oh, what what what? Come, baby. That's Bob McLaughlin brought to you by 84 Lumber. In just 30 seconds, we're going to talk about Yinzer Attitude because it is running wild, brother. 105.9 X.